Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Good morning, black and white sports fans. Happy Wednesday to everybody. We are back with another show for you guys. Uh, How's everybody doing today? Rhodes is here. What's going on? Good morning, Mr. Matrix. Good morning, black and white sports fans in the chat. We're back with a bunch of topics today. A bunch of good topics. Yeah. Yeah. Seems like we just uh, did this. A little bit of deja vu. Uh, We did like two hours ago. Yeah, two hours ago we were live. Yeah, yeah, we were live on the Matrix and Rose show talking about um Boba Fett. So that was fun. That was our first stream over there. Wow, over a year. That's how we originally started. On, yep. On yeah, on our old channels. Yeah. BS and a BS and about pop culture. Yeah, we started off strictly as a uh, pop culture uh, only at first. Yeah. But uh, smash the thumbs up button, everybody. Uh, people are starting to roll in. Let me check and see if I got a notification. Not really sure if I did or not, but I like to check because. Yep. Got one 48 seconds ago. So it did go out. So people will start rolling in here, share the, uh, the live stream also as well. Let me acknowledge uh, the chat here. We have, um, these YouTube names are very interesting, man. D Cora cat couple. Guess I'm pronouncing it correctly. <laughs> um, NPC is here. Uh, order of light. Joe Bob Tar Heel in the house. Mrs. Rance is here. Connor Akers is here. Giants nation starts it off with a $5 super chat. Appreciate that. Uh, since we're talking about OJ, what do you guys think of him as a player? Put aside the off-field stuff. He was one of the best running backs ever. Well, you said it. There's no doubt about it. O.J. Simpson was one of the greatest running backs of all time. And when they did that um, NFL 100, he made it on the running back list. And there's no doubt about it. He deserved to be on there. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Off-field issues aside, absolutely one of the greatest ever. Would you say he's probably a top 10 running back? Oh, easily, easily. He ran for 2,000 yards in a 14-game season. 14. That's nuts. (laughs) And his his yards per attempt that season, I think is, let me look it up here. Because, you know, O.J. Simpson was a little bit before our time. We were were like little boys when he was still playing. Um, But that season, I believe it was 19... 1970, uh, 1973. Yeah. Dude averaged six yards per carry. 143 yards per game. 
God. That's crazy, man. <laughs> <laughs> that oh. is insane. Boy, they fed him the ball back then, didn't they? Yeah. Well, he didn't yeah. get a whole lot of touches um his uh his first uh three seasons. But then he just exploded for like the next five years. <laughs> oh OJ killed it on the field back in the day. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Connor and thank you. I look, I've seen this a couple of times already. I'm sorry, guys. OJ still moves the needle. He yeah, does. he does. He does. Uh, it, it, he says something like this. You got to talk about it because he yeah. moves the needle. He does. But you got to blame the also, needle. OJ saying the needle. some of the same stuff that that other people are saying when it comes yeah. to Mike McCarthy. So we yeah. will be uh, talking about that. But we're gonna wait till we get a hundred people in here. We got 76 people, <laughs> so you got to smash the thumbs up button, guys. Yes, OJ should be given a stab at coaching. I believe he can penetrate deeply into the Cowboys and kill any opposition. Good God. <laughs> oh, you, know tacky, the, you know the, the OJ tacky... jokes are out there, man. <laughs> God, Have you read terrible. replies to OJ on, on, on Twitter? No, I have not. Oh, man. I, know, Is he... I know he gets... Hammered. His comment section is golden, man. Golden. Yeah. Uh, do you guys think Steve Smith Sr. is a Hall of Famer? I think he's he, a very good player. He was on that. Uh, he was a con- large contributing piece to that Ravens Super Bowl team, right? He went to the yeah, Ravens after so. the Panthers. So he's got, I'm going to look. Let me see if he got. He has a ring. That's That's a big one. I, with, I think uh, he's a Steve Hall of Smith. Very Good guy. You think he's a Hall of Famer, though? Well, it, it it's going to depend. Um, damn. To me, he was he a was Hall a of Very Good. All, he was a two-time All-Pro, uh, five-time Pro Bowler. I do not see – I do not show a ring. What year did they win that Super Bowl? That was uh, – talking about the Joe Flacco one, right? Yeah. 20, yeah. 2012, right? I think it's 2012. Okay, well, then he didn't win one. Uh, I will say this. If you just want to go statistically, just strictly statistically, he definitely has the numbers for it. Yeah, Without but there's a, quite a few that do. I mean, I mean, he's got almost 1,100 catches and almost mm-hmm. 15,000 yards. Well, look at this, man. We we're I mean, talking about Boomer. We we're talking about Boomer Esiason the other day. Boomer Esiason has numbers for the Hall of Fame. He ain't in the Hall of Fame, and he won an MVP. That's true. That's he has true. like thirty-seven thousand passing yards, which was really good back in the eighties. Uh, um, two hundred and about two hundred and forty touchdown passes. If I had a vote, I'd say no. There's my vote on I'd Steve go, Smith. Yeah, on on Steve Smith. Yeah. Hall of very damn good. Yes, he's a Hall of very good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. Plus, it's already hard enough for uh, wide receivers to get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, anyway, I mean, we already talked about it before. Chris Carter, it took him how many years? Three? A while. A while. Uh, Michael Irvin, three years? Tory Holt guys is are, still waiting, right? He's still waiting, man. Yeah. 
I mean, the playmaker and Chris Carter were no doubt first ballot guys. They had to wait. Yep. But wide receivers get the uh, MLB treatment. And we do have a baseball topic, too. Oh, God, here we go again. <laughs> we all know Eli Manning is a first ballot Hall of Fame, right, guys? No, he's not. I believe even the people that would vote him in would not say he's a first ballot Hall, Hall of Fame guy. And we ain't putting him in. So I'm pretty sure, you know, we'll never get a Hall of Fame vote. Eli, do not. You better hope they don't give us a vote. <laughs> He'll be in the hall of mediocre. Yep. Okay. We just cracked the hundred people guys. So we can dive into this first topic here. And that's going to be the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy, Jerry Jones, and the juice. Orenthal James Simpson, because the juice has now weighed in on Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott. Now, O.J. Simpson, he's on Twitter, man, and we were just saying, man, his uh, his uh, Twitter comments, pretty interesting, man, pretty interesting. Everything relates back to 1994, and I'm wondering if O.J. actually even reads those comments. He has to have read uh, those comments, but um, check this out, and this is not uh, surprising to me at all, Rhodes. Have you heard what he said? I have not heard what he said, so I am. Well, you're about to hear it. O.J. Simpson uh, tells Jerry Jones to fire Mike McCarthy, makes Doritos joke about team losing. Now, it's pretty funny, man. O.J., man. Nacho year. Yeah. No, let, let's be real, man. Let's be real about O.J. He knows more football than we will ever know. He knows that. But, uh, we got to react to uh, this clip of the juice. Uh, this is funny right here. Let me see. Let me let me just play it right here. I was going to open it up in Twitter, but let's roll it. Oh, he looks old. Hey, Twitter world, it's me, oh. yours truly. All right. All morning, it's the Cowboys. It seems to be like uh, enough with the Cowboys. Come on. Uh, the game shouldn't even been close if it wasn't for some 49er miscues. In the fourth quarter, Garoppolo missing Ayuk wide open, throwing an interception at the worst possible time, and actually snapping the ball before the line was settled on a quarterback sneak. If none of that had happened, the 49ers would have ran away with the uh, He's right about that. ...football game. and I'm sure Dak, after seeing things today, is going to apologize to those officials. Dak was wrong. They were right. Um, seems like they need a new coach. I got a suggestion. Go get Flores, the guy that just left Miami. I think he learns his lesson. He had some, I guess, people problem in Miami. That's why he's out. He's a winning coach. In Dallas, he won't have to worry about personnel and people. Trevor Jones has done a great job bringing personnel in there. All he has to do is coach the football team. And I guarantee you, he will make them a much tougher football uh, team. You know, I am kind of want to say enough uh, Bruce Willis, I guess, to paraphrase him in Pope Fiction. Enough for the sorry poor Cowboys. Let's move on and talk about the prosperous Buffalo Bills. Go Buffalo, baby. <laughs> Congratulations. And I still got that hope that Buffalo one day will be playing the 49ers in a Super Bowl. Uh, hey, 
There is a chance, and I would look forward to that. Um, you know, I was looking at something. Do you realize that uh, Mark Sanchez, Jake DeLong. This is where he roasts the Cowboys guys. Um, Brad Johnson, all of these guys have more playoff wins over the last 25 years than the Cowboys. Why are we talking about the Cowboys? Enough of the Cowboys, you know? I see where Doritos, they have this new flavor, Doritos. It's called, it has a picture of Dak Prescott on the bag, and it's called Nacho Year. <laughs> I'm just saying, guys. Take care. Can't wait till next weekend. Rhodes, go ahead, man. Correct me if I'm wrong, but did this asshole actually make a comment about uh, good people or good person or good? What did he say now? Go back. What did this guy say? Who was he talking about? Dak Prescott being a, a good person or, or he made a comment that was about in regards to personality or something like that. I don't know what it was. Let's see. There is a chance. And I would no, it's it's way that. back. It's before. It's like uh, it's a little further back. But um, right here. Yeah. And interception at the worst possible time, and actually snapping the ball before the line was settled on a quarterback sneak. If none of that had happened, the 49ers would have ran away with the uh, football game. And I'm sure Dak, after seeing things today, is going to apologize to those officials. Dak. Well, I guess he was a prophet on that because we're going to talk about that because uh, that did come out and apologize. Was wrong. They were right. Um, seems like they need a new coach. I got a suggestion. Go get Flores, the guy that just left Miami. I think he learns his lesson. He had some, I guess, people problem in Miami. That <laughs> I caught that too. <laughs> Motor scooter, are you really? <laughs> Talking oh, about man. anybody. OJ's having, talking about people problems. Having people problems? Are you kidding? <laughs> I Are shouldn't even be laughing kidding? at this, man. That is crazy. Look, if you want to give me actual X's and O's breakdown, if he wants to give X's and O's breakdown, I know the guy knows football. Do not be... Don't preach any kind of personality issues, people fits, cultural fits. None of that BS needs to come out of OJ's mouth. But you know, you you know the, the way OJ thinks, man, he's never done anything wrong. Look, let me speak to OJ in a language he might understand. Cut it out, OJ. Stop doing that shit, okay? That, that, that's pun intended. <laughs> pun intended stop i get it you're a hall of famer i get all that but uh yeah don't don't make judgments on personality man that's you're in the wrong lane on that if you want to talk about you know x's and o's and, and a quarterback in the pocket and and you know a running back missing a hole or or, or the the you know the offensive line not blocking correctly or something like that you know, I get it. OJ's going to know football. Well, remember uh, he he used to be he used to do that before. Uh, how can I say this? Uh, Nineteen ninety four. 
Well, he, he worked for that. NBC. Yep, he worked on for the, NBC. He was a sideline reporter, man. And honestly, man, he was killing it on the sideline. He was. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> I'm skipping over that. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Well, he was good in the naked gun too, but oh, um, he was great in naked gun, man! My God, I mean, he was hilarious. <laughs> I, I another I, story. I just, yeah, yeah. Like I said, I know a lot of people are like, "Why does anybody care about what OJ's got to say?" OJ moves the needle. People do. He, he does actually. Man. Oh, he gets a. Do, do you guys realize OJ pretty much created reality TV? Because. When you watched uh, the trial on court TV, that was reality TV, man. Everybody was tuned into that. I'm going to give the legendary Norm MacDonald some love from SNL. Now in the news, murder is legal in California. (laughs) That is what Norm MacDonald Mm -hmm. said the very week on SNL. After the verdict came out, he opened week. What was it? Weekend news or whatever he does on SNL. Yeah. And that was Norm McDonald's first. Have you ever watched the greatest hits of Norm McDonald roasting OJ Simpson? No, I haven't. Oh my dude. There's like an hour's worth put together of greatest. He hammered OJ until he was gone from SNL every week. Wow. He, ne- he never let a weekend update. He, Norm McDonald never let O.J. Simpson off the hook. Never, never. It was crazy. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what else to say. Um, look, should Mike McCarthy be gone? Okay, let's put it in a vacuum. We we've already said it. That was a fireball offense. It was a fireball offense, and uh, I will say this. Brian Flores is very interesting idea in Dallas. That's that that now, that is. Now did, did you did you get that advice from OJ? That, that's extremely interesting. Uh, very interesting. Well, we know McCarthy ought to be gone. Nowhere in this did we think about uh, Brian Flores actually being an option in Dallas. That's, well, well, you that's, brought up Harbaugh already. I brought up I brought up Harbaugh. I mean, they're. They're a little – they're similar probably in the fact that they would like to run the ball a lot and play great defense. Um, but but I truly the, do – but I believe, they, man – They I need truly, a cultural thing. They need a cultural true, change. True, true, they do. But yeah. I believe the, the – I believe 100% the next coach is going to be Kellen Moore. It's all set up. All set up. Now, OJ didn't even bring up that, but it's all set up for Kellen Moore. Because who has been the fall guy for that call? Mike McCarthy, that Prescott. Nobody's nobody's blaming Kellen Moore. You haven't even heard from Kellen Moore. Bob Newfart. I'm not a Cowboys fan, so I don't. No, he's a Niners fan. Yeah. yeah. Oh, by the way, OJ played play for the Niners. He never played for the Cowboys. Just throwing that in there. Now the juice was washed up when he went to uh, the 49ers, though. Very much so, yes. He he was washed out. His knees were shot. Shot. But man, oof. The the juice, man. I don't I don't OJ is so 
And he has to know that people are following him on Twitter and listening to his clips. And his clips are hilarious, man, because of the responses to it. I haven't even looked at the replies to this. I'm just trying to look at this from a football standpoint, which is very hard, you know, when you're talking about OJ. Very hard. Impossible. I I, just, I can't. I mean, that, I you know, I get halfway through what that scumbag's got to say, and I'm like, man, I that cultural fit. You need my <laughs> – Come on, man. I mean, God. OJ Simpson and Bill Cosby. Mm. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Connor Akers with a $5 super chat. Since you guys are from Texas, have you heard of the epic 1994 high school football playoff game at Texas Stadium between Plano East and John Tyler? I'm certainly familiar with John Tyler. They're about uh, They're a school about 50 minutes away from me. Yeah. Yeah, they they especially back in the 90s John Tyler was was um big time, big time. No, uh, I'm not familiar with them. Um back when I was in school, man, Permian High School was big time. Um I went to Central Central and uh Westbrook Rivalry in Beaumont, Texas. Uh both were ranked in uh the state top 10 at that time, but um we didn't play Plano East or John Tyler though. I yeah. have uh, I have driven by John Tyler many many times back in the day. Um, they had some uh, they had some some guys on their team. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm looking here now. West Orange Stark, you remember West Orange Stark? Who huh? West Orange West Orange Stark? Who's high that? School. Oh they're no, in, they're in Orange, Texas. Uh, Wade Phillips went to that high school. Uh, they were, that John they were big in the eighties. That John Tyler team, uh, let's see. They had Darwin Brown on that team. He ended up uh, getting drafted by the Denver Broncos. Hmm. Um, And then he went to, it looks like, NFL Europe in 2002. Uh, but, But, yeah, John Tyler's a big, big, big high school program around here. Okay. All right, guys, smash the thumbs up button if you do not mind. Become a channel member today also to watch the full show and get access to it because once we're done, this show will go to members only. So thank you for doing that. So now that we're done with the juice, man, let's move on to uh, the next topic here. Because speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, you guys probably remember that Prescott was not very happy with the officials at the end of the game. And he found out that uh, the Dallas Cowboy fans were throwing trash at the reps. And he said, uh, shout out, no credit to them. Talking about the fans. And boy, that press guy got crushed. Crushed everywhere. I'm a Cowboys fan, and I didn't even like it. He got, I'm going to tell you, Florio and, and Sims, dismantled Dak Prescott yes. on PFT yes. yesterday. I mean, dismantled him. He got so much backlash, guys. The NBA's Referees Association was calling for the NFL to discipline Dak. The the Marxist NBA of China's referees. That's how bad this was. I've never heard of another league's officiating 
uh, association getting involved with another league. They were calling for the NFL to do something with Dak. Don't you think the NFL needs to step in, make a statement about what Dak Prescott said? Well, uh, I mean, I, I don't know if they're really going to do anything now because now, guys, Dak Prescott now bends the knee. Dallas Cowboys, Dak Prescott apologizes for comments about fans throwing objects at officials. Now, what I'm wondering, though, is there's probably so many fans, man, they probably couldn't actually um, tell which fans were throwing what. Because I'm pretty sure if they did, they probably would uh, ban uh, those fans for X amount of games, if not the whole whole next season. But uh, Dak Prescott... He's not apologized because he's getting crushed everywhere. Uh, check this out. Dallas Cowboys quarterback De- Dak Prescott apologized Tuesday via Twitter for his post-game comments regarding fans throwing bottles and debris at the officials after Sunday's wildcard loss to the San Francisco 49ers. A post-game question to Prescott on Sunday initially indicated the fans were throwing the things um, at his teammates in anger, which he called sad. However, when he was told the objects were directed at the officials, he said, credit to them then, credit to them. He was caught up in his emotions, no doubt about it, when he said that. And he shouldn't have said that, but he did. Uh, He was given a chance to walk the comments back at the end of his news conference and didn't. On Mm -hmm. Tuesday, he tweeted three times to his 1.4 million followers to apologize, writing, quote, I deeply regret the comments I made regarding the officials after the game on Sunday. I was caught up in the emotion of a disappointing loss and my words were uncalled for and unfair. I hold the NFL officials in the highest regard and have always respected their professionalisms, professionalism and the difficulty of their jobs. The safety of everyone who attends a game or participates on the field of a sporting event is a very serious matter. That was a mistake on my behalf, and I am sorry. You know what? Part of that seems like somebody wrote this out for him. I, I was I was about to head down that road. I was like, the, I wonder the, if this part eight- right here, the safety of everyone who attends a game or participates on the field of a sporting event is a very serious matter. That doesn't sound like he wrote that. Did Did you copy and paste that from the league email you probably received, or that your agent received, or that Jerry Jones? sent to you <laughs> I called you about uh hey Dak it's Jerry <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh no yeah um I don't buy this I don't buy this I think some I think he got hammered wow. I think he got hammered by somebody check this out okay Prescott is a finalist for the NFL's Walter Payton Man of the Year award woo that's Whoa. right. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm pretty sure those votes already went in before uh oh before the game. What if he wins this thing, man? The man of the year, after what he said about the referees, one uh proving the fans throwing trash at them. Would he even accept the award? Do you think the league uh, let's see, the votes are yeah, they would have been in at the end of the regular season finale they came in i assume from who's that voted on by is that the ap as well all the other awards are ap driven associated uh, press i think that 
isn't this uh, voted on by the players? I'm not really sure. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Um, I think the don't the previous Walter Payton Award winners maybe they get a vote. Um, not, I, I don't know. I I assume you can't. Can you win that more than once? I don't know. Maybe so. Wow, that could be a bad look for the NFL yeah, when that yeah. night comes. Yeah, yeah. But look here, the NBA. Like I said before, the NBA's Referees Association came out and said this: the NBRA condemns the comments by Dak Prescott condoning violence against game officials. As an NFL leader, he should know better. We encourage the NFL to take action to discourage the, the this the deplorable behavior in the future. So that is coming from the Marxist NBA of China's referees, not the NFL's Referees Association. Now, dude, is there an NFL? I'm pretty sure there is a NFL um, Referees Association now, but they Correct. haven't come out Correct. and said anything. Um, maybe they sent a letter to the league. I don't know. But look, there has to be some kind of a statement made from the league about Dak Prescott, They're, they got to come out and say something. They got to say the league's conducted an investigation or the league's um, – I would assume they wouldn't go any further than a fine, I mean, on something yeah. like this. But look – Yeah, be- because he was caught up in the moment right there, right after the loss. There is a quote-unquote, if you want to call it that, there is some kind of a conduct policy, and this could fall under it. Um right wrong or indifferent i mean look i know the guy was emotional but you cannot condone that yeah under any circumstances you're talking about physical harm you're talking about what happens if you got a guy that decided to bring a bag of batteries like back in the day in philadelphia when when the cowboys and the, the eagles would play and I know. Eagle, eagles fans would throw batteries Yes, at, at the that, players. You realize you can get a concussion if you get hit in the head with those. Oh yeah. I mean, oh yeah. Uh, apparently, you know, the rest are just, I guess, ice water and um, nachos and stuff are thrown at them. You, you know, nothing's going to harm them, but they could get an eye knocked out. And before yes. that, before you say that sounds ridiculous, a guy once got an eye put out by a yellow flag on the field. Okay, you remember the player that got lost his vision in one eye because of. A, a referee's flag hit him in the eye. That's a thing that happened. Yeah. That yeah. actually happened. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, the league's got to make some kind of a, at least a harsh statement on this at, at some point. Uh, what did uh, Stephen have to say? Yeah, Stephen Jones, who actually should be running the Cowboys completely not at this point. He said, uh, this is just unfortunate. That is not the way I see our fans. I think we're a class act. I think there's no place for things like that understand people being frustrated, but I don't understand throwing things on the field where people could get injured. There's just no place for that. Yeah. He's pretty much echoing, you know, what you said. Somebody could have got hurt, man. Somebody throws the wrong thing out there. You know, um, I, I really haven't seen anything like this in a playoff game. Now we've seen uh, people throw stuff on a court before in the NBA that they've thrown ice water, you know, uh, that kind of thing. But, you know, remember the Malice in the Palace in 2004, man. A player got hit with something, Ron, Ron Artest, and then all hell broke loose. 
Well, and there's another issue too. This game had so much attention on it. So many eyeballs on television. Do we have the ratings yet? Uh, I was just about to ask if I could uh, share my screen. Go, go because, ahead. Because uh, some, some news just broke that I, uh, I would love to get out there on behalf of Black and White Sports and our viewers. Cowboys 49ers draws 41.5 million viewers, most for a wild card game in seven wow. years. Sunday's game, yeah. What did I say about this wild card weekend? Didn't yeah, I say it, the Cowboys game would be the number one game? Yeah, that's right. This is the that's biggest right. one in seven years now. Yep, the last NFL wild card game that drew more viewers were somehow the Lions and the Cowboys. In 2015, the Cowboys typically draw a big audience. The Cowboys 49ers consisted of 40.2 million viewers on CBS and 1.3 million viewers on Nickelodeon. Oh, the ratings are in for the other games too. 30.4 for the Eagles Bucks, 28.9 for Steelers Chiefs. 27.7 for Raiders and Bengals and 26.4 for the Patriots and Bills. So the wow. NFL playoff ratings were monstrous. So think of this, guys. Tom Brady is the GOAT. The Bucks are the Super Bowl champions. They got 10 million less viewers than the Cowboys. Think about that. The Cowboys are a machine, man. And they didn't even win. They haven't won a Super Bowl since 1996. And they got 11 million more views, viewers, than the Super Bowl champs. Yeah. That is just unbelievable, man. Yeah. Unbelievable. And I told you they would be number one. I knew that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We knew that game was going to be huge. but And it's funny. It's they funny. were huge by a wide margin. A I mean, wide a margin. Huge. You said that was the most in seven years. And yeah. the team seven years ago with that rating was the Dallas Cowboys. Right. Right. Wow. That's amazing. That, yeah. that That's really, really amazing right there. It is. Uh, when you consider, I'm going to tell you what is sort of surprising. That NBC broadcast, Steelers Chiefs, 28.9. It got beat by two different games, and the Steelers are a national brand. Yes, they are. Without a doubt. And they got beat by, quick math, 12 and a half million viewers. Wow. That's crazy. Patrick Mahomes, the new face of the league. What happened? What happened? How many did she say it? Uh, it was 28.9. 28.9. And they, I mean, played in, they played in prime time. They played in and prime they still, time. They still couldn't come close to the Cowboys. Nope. Wow. Yep. Unbelievable, man. Uh, Super chat from Mick Walsh. Channel member, two euros. Google Luis uh, Figo Pighead at a Spanish soccer game. Who is that? I don't know. Luis Figo. I'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, well Rosa, check that out. Appreciate that uh, Super Chat there. So, with that being said, guys, we're going to um, move on here. And Rhodes is going to take the lead on this one. Because Whoa. we're going to 
What what happened? Wow. I don't even think I can show that on YouTube. In fact, I'm pretty sure I can't. What is it? Holy crap. Somebody threw somebody threw a bloody pig head on the field at a soccer game. Oh god. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, an actual cut off bloody pig head. We probably can't show that here. <laughs> yeah, I'm fairly certain that um, uh, YouTube's everybody would start coming out and they would start squealing like a pig, hmm. <laughs> like Ned wow. Beatty in Deliverance. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what what am I taking the lead on? What are we doing? Well, next we're going to talk about um, John Gruden. Because now John Gruden and Rhodes that uh, brought this to our attention here. NFL response to John Gruden's lawsuit is expected, which is today now. Uh, this right. article is written tomorrow, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, we know the whole John Gruden saga, the emails leaking during the Bruce Allen, Dan Snyder investigation and everything that's going on there. Uh, according to Daniel Kaplan of TheAthletic.com, the NFL is due to file a response to former Raiders coach John Gruden's lawsuit on Wednesday. Gruden accuses the NFL and Commissioner Roger Goodell. I'm so happy. I'm so happy he threw Goodell's name into this public. Because I believe Gruden was the fall guy for this. I, I think Gruden, I think he spearheaded this. I truly do. Because, look, I think John Gruden was targeted. I, I do. I think he was. No, no doubt. There's no doubt about it. The 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 method in which this was done, how it was done, stretched out over multiple games. I believe this was a target issue. And, um, and I'm still wondering. I'm still wondering before you read the rest. Yeah. How Dan Snyder has pretty much got off scot free. There's nothing I, that's happened to him. I think everybody is wondering that right now. I mean, how did Dan Snyder come out the other side of all this smelling like a rose right now? Yep. How did that happen? Now, look, you could certainly call out his fellow owners, too, like Jerry Jones, who stepped out and defended that puke, and he did. And there was that that's that's one of the issues with behind the scenes in the NFL is the owners scratching each other's backs for favors. And this was a this was a favor issue between look, if if Jerry Jones gives you a pass if Robert Kraft gives you a pass but especially Jerry Jones because of his business acumen and what his business acumen means to the NFL uh the league is probably going to give you a, a pass if Jerry yeah. Jones gives you the oh we're good then you're probably going to get a pass commissioner Roger Goodell of leaking his emails to former Washington executive Bruce Allen in an effort to force Gruden's ouster. Now, guys, remember this. Remember this. Gruden was not working for the league at the time of the majority of these emails. Yes, he, he was, was at he, ESPN. Correct. Monday Night Football. As previously explained, the NFL will likely file a motion to dismiss the case, arguing that Gruden must submit the controversy controversy to arbitration under his Raiders contract or any other document to which the league plausibly can point. 
The NFL also may claim that Gruden's settlement with the Raiders precludes litigation against the league. Depending on the language of the waiver of claims that Gruden signed to get a portion of the balance of his pay from the team. Presumably, Gruden's lawyers, this is going to be Florio probably throwing in his lawyer two cents. Yeah. Presumably, Gruden's lawyers wrote the documents in a way that preserved his legal rights against the NFL, even though the Raiders are part of the NFL. Gruden's lawsuit was filed on November the, is that the 11th or the yeah, 1st? Yeah, the 11th. Okay. The response would have been due by rule in the middle of December. It has been speculated that the league's lawyers and Gruden's lawyers mutually agreed to extend the deadline for responding. It's possible that, for example, the two sides agreed that the response would be due four days after the conclusion of the Raiders 2021 campaign in order to avoid creating yet another distraction in a season rife with them. Okay. Let's, Let's point something out, uh, a couple of different things we can point out here. The the thing that really tips you off about this being some kind of a targeted issue from the league in regards to Gruden was there was a initial batch of emails that were leaked. Yes. And some time went by, and, uh-oh, Mark Davis did not fire John Gruden. He just sat him down, talked to him. Gruden kind of come out and said, yeah, I probably shouldn't have said this stuff, blah, blah, blah. But he wasn't fired. He retained his yes. job. He was still the coach of the Raiders. Well, flash forward about five or six days. It was near the end of the week because um, they were preparing for another game. Correct. And then they leaked another batch of emails. Well, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Even at that, Mark Davis still did not really want to fire John Gruden. He didn't. Yep, yep. But the league behind the scenes twisted his arm. Everybody remembers that video of Mark Davis being outside at the owners' meetings and him being pissed. He walked out. He was mad because he said, look, the same thing we said. Where the hell are all the other emails? Bingo. There's Where over 600,000 emails. And John Correct. Gruden gets fired, gets fired like on a what a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Correct. Who in the hell fires their coach on a Friday when they got to play a game on Sunday? Well, there's a major uh, other smoking gun here. The league knew about these emails prior to the start of training camp. They knew about these emails and did not and failed to disclose that to the Raiders. So they wanted this to come out in season when it would get the somebody with the league decided to not only target Gruden, but they also targeted Mark Davis and the Raiders because that would have given the Raiders an opportunity to have hired a different coach. Okay. I understand that they, they made the playoffs with the one they, they, uh, but he's probably about to lose his gig, Rich Versace. Um, they somebody absolutely had an axe to grind against John Gruden himself. And my feeling with that is look, we all remember Al Davis in the NFL did not get along. Famously, yes. did not get along. He sued the NFL, and uh Al Davis was known to be a thorn in the NFL side, the actual league office. Well, John Gruden was 
really tight with Al Davis back in the day. Al Davis loved John Gruden. Mark Davis loves John Gruden. And um, something was going on there that they wanted. They wanted Gruden out. And I, I think there's another angle that you have to absolutely bring up, and it'd be irresponsible not to. From a league that is trying to show how brave, stunning, and courageously um, not racist they are, how how in tune with their social justice side they are, that are running false narrative, uh, inspire racially driven ads on TV right now, commercials. Look, John Gruden looks like a wonderfully uh, brave, stunning, and courageous sacrificial lamb for the league to make a sh- social statement. Let's let's be real, no doubt, because the the league got praised. They got praised all over the place by the mainstream media after Gruden got axed. Okay. Oh, oh, can't have him. The league acted quick. Gruden's gone. Blah, 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 blah. Look, how many players come out and spoke on behalf of Gruden? Randall Cunningham, Tim Brown. I mean. A bunch of black players. A bunch of black players. These guys happen to be black. And they said, you know what? The one thing we do know about John Gruden is he's not a racist. And the, and the media tried to paint him as a racist. He'll never get another coaching job again in the NFL. That's a but, but I think he'll be back in probably the, the booth or something like that. Not soon. <sighs> not soon. It may take a few years. Well, I think he could eventually get a, another television job. But don't sleep on him. He could get a pretty high-profile college job at some point if he wants it, depending on where that he ain't going to California and taking a college job. They'll never have him there. No, no, no. It's too left wing. But eventually, yeah. I mean, look, he was heavily. Heavily rumored at LSU just just two months ago. I mean, the fan base in LSU was stomping for John Gruden, and uh, the school wouldn't pull the trigger, but they flirted around with John there. So, yep. anyway. All right. So, let's keep this show rolling here, and um, what should we talk about, Dad's? How about uh, Peyton Manning, man? Let's start Peyton about Manning. It. Now, I didn't, I didn't know about this initially. Everybody knows about the Manning cast. Uh, I did not actually catch this, and honestly, I have not seen this clip. But apparently, Peyton Manning was caught on a hot mic during the Rams and Cardinals uh, playoff game. Now, this game was a wipeout, and honestly, I went to bed, and I wasn't actually watching the Manning cast. But um, Me neither. So Peyton Manning suffered a cringy hot mic moment on ESPN's Manning cast doing it, doing um NFC wildcard playoff game between the Los Angeles Rams and Arizona Cardinals on Monday night. Following Matthew Stafford's touchdown pass to Odell Beckham Jr. in the first quarter for the Rams in the early lead, Eli Manning tossed it to Peyton to break down the touchdown, but unfortunately, the Hall of Famer couldn't hear anything and had a slip up. 
Now, I wonder if they have the clip here. I guess they don't have the clip. Okay. But um, see if you can uh, find a clip, Rose. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm looking into it. But uh, he had a slip up. Apparently, you say, quote, I can't hear shit. Peyton Manning reported. <laughs> <laughs> Eli was forced to try to kill time with Larry Fitzgerald, Fitzgerald while Peyton got his setup back. Peyton would later apologize for cursing. They've done way worse than this on the Manning cast. They've done way worse than this. I mean, remember Eli Manning flipped the bird on both both um, hands? Yeah, I mean, this, oh yeah. This is oh what yeah. happens over there. Uh, who else was on that? Beast Mode was on there. He was dropping F-bombs on there. I mean, the Manning cast, ESPN got lucky with this thing. And they should be praying that more stuff like this actually happens. Because apparently people love it, but then with FCC airwaves, so FCC probably is not going to like it. Hey, I'm going to mute you to see if this comes through on my side real quick. I'm going to mute myself. Okay. Uh, like, so, but uh, hopefully he has the clip here, and uh, he's checking to see if his uh, he can actually hear it. I'm not sure if he can. Uh, apparently, it's pretty funny because Rhodes is laughing right now. Can you hear it? Let me see if this will actually come through if I share it. Okay. Oh, God. Are you in Chrome? Uh, Yeah. Oh, man. All right, blow it up. Blow it up full. Oh, this is funny. Let's go to Peyton. He's going to break down that touchdown. I can't hear shit. Down. I can't hear shit. That is funny, man. <laughs> uh, if if anybody is wondering about that award-winning breakdown, hear shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a follow. It's, it's so the, funny, man. It's so it's and, you the, know, and pay man is country too. It's the follow-up that's so good. I can't. Yeah. I, I can't hear shit. Yeah, like I I couldn't do it justice <laughs> just by reading it. You know, oh, and Peyton Man is from New Orleans, man. He's a Southern boy. So it's even funny. You guys think Rhodes has a, a Southern accent. Now, Rhodes is more a country than uh, Peyton Manning. But it's still funny, though. It really is. But, <laughs> oh, boy. That's really funny. All right, let's move on. We got a super chat here. Uh, straight to the point outdoors, $5. What are your thoughts on Brown? Uh, Brown's Malik McDowell? He got a he got arrested, but I haven't seen the details on that arrest. I just I haven't I just heard saw about it, it. I just saw it in passing yesterday. Yeah, I haven't uh, heard about that. Let me see if uh, anybody's got something good up on that. Uh, okay, why are you doing that? I'm ooh. trying to get the next story pulled up. What the hell? Because I haven't heard about it at all. Oh, Let me check to see if we got a Streamlabs. Nope, no Streamlabs. And while you at it, guys, please smash the thumbs up button if you do not mind. Because uh, we're about to dive into uh, this next story. We got 197 thumbs up. We can get more than that. We got almost 300 people in here, so... 
go ahead and smash thumbs up button, guys, and share hey, the stream you, as well. Do you want to imp? We can impromptu cover this if you want. I've got it up here. Uh, something. Okay, go. Some, go. So, something crazy happened. I can tell you that from the headline. Okay, uh, go ahead and share because I don't know nothing it, about this. This is TMZ. Malik McDowell's nine one one audio woman hurried kids into lockdown over naked NFL player. Wait, what? what the hell? Wow. Okay, a woman frantically hurried her kids into lockdown while NFL player Malik McDowell was roaming naked nearby. Wait, where, where, where was he? I guess he was just, okay, we're going to, it's going to tell us here. Uh, okay. New 911 audio obtained by TMZ uh, Sports re- reveals. In a call to dispatch, a woman can be heard on the line saying a man, later identified as Cleveland Browns defensive lineman McDowell, was, quote, naked walking the premises in Deerfield Beach, Florida. The call is redacted, so it's unclear where the woman exactly is, but it seems she's calling from the school that cops say McDowell had walked near before his arrest Monday afternoon. What the hell? He Wait a minute. So naked? he was walking butt naked. Oh, dude, this is it right outside here. Outside of a school. This is the sheriff, and there what? he is, butt naked, sitting on the ground. And that's oh, by a hell. parking lot. That was at a uh, school then. Yeah. Uh, quote, you're going to have to go in the lockdown. The woman can be heard saying on the call, you're going to have to take these kids into the bathroom, okay? Yes, one by one. So they're locking down the school over this cat. Whoa. Holy. How the hell did I miss this? The woman then told dispatch McDowell was, quote, out front. He's just walking up and down in front of the building, she added. He's completely naked. At, at another point during the call, the woman can be heard again, appearing to rush kids into lockdown, saying, quote, Whitney, help get them to their safe places. Yikes. God. Two other callers, meanwhile, urged dispatch to get the cops out to the scene ASAP describing McDowell as, quote, fully nude. As we reported, the cops say they were able to eventually tase McDowell at the scene and take him into custody. In the video of the arrest obtained by TMZ Sports, you can hear McDowell. Uh, you can see McDowell was completely naked. All right. I'm going to attempt to play this. They're probably going to load a quick ad. Rugged Damn it. meets reliable. Muted. Come on. Super. I don't get ahead of, I mean, a demonetization of, God dang, come on, TMZ. Uh, don't worry about it, man. Well, uh, oh, here we go. Holy crap. Okay. There's no sound? Uh, no sound, no. Okay. There he is. Uh, and they, I think they covered him up right there. Well, they've got him. Yeah, they've got him blurred out. TMZ does. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, crap. What's is happening? Is that where? 
They got him in shack. I think they got him in shackles. Yeah, they do. His his ankles are his ankles and his and his arms. Dude, dude, you're just spread out at, at a school, man. What the h? Oh my god. Here comes a stretcher. Stretcher. There, hey, people are getting an actual on-the-site reaction from us on this. Um, yeah, we haven't. We weren't planning on this. <laughs> wow, that's a good super chat. <laughs> Holy crap! Wow, is somebody recording this out of the school? You think? Probably so. It has to be. It has to be. Somebody probably used a cell phone. Um, I got a question. I'm just going to say something obvious here. What took the cops so long to cover this joker up? <laughs> nobody well, had they, a, a shirt. Nobody had a... Well, well they I probably mean, wanted to make sure he didn't have any weapons on him. Or, uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm not a, they I'm were, not a cop. They were, so. talk, they were talking to him for a hot minute there. Um, Man. Okay. Wow. Miguel That's crazy. Was, McDowell was ultimately booked on charges of aggravated battery on an officer resisting and exposing sex organs in public. The Browns released a statement on the arrest on Tuesday saying, quote, we are aware of the very concerning incident and arrest involving Malik McDowell and are in the process of gathering more information. We understand the severity of this matter. And our thoughts are for the well-being of all involved. No further comment. They reached out to his attorney, Alex Spiro, and so far, no word back. Whoa. Whoa. Wow. That is insane. At a school, you creep show. Really? Come on, man. Uh, Oh. Oh, boy. All right. Let's move on. We got a super chat here from Gerald Armstrong, two dollars. Is OJ still looking for the real killer? He's out there running around with Malik <laughs> McDowell somewhere. I mean, come on! Wow. Uh, oh, that's man. That's man, awful, dude. That, that is. That dude, that is oh. that's pretty bad right there. But let's I'm move on it, here. I'm we got some more. Into, I'm cutting that into a video. I'm just letting you know right now. I know. I know. <laughs> uh, we got another uh, story here, guys. Uh, Antonio Brown. He is still hot news. And we did a stream last week where they were talking about the NFT of him running off the field, quitting on the Bucks, was going to garner $1.5 million. Apparently, guys, it is a bit time huge flop. Nah, bro. That's not. Check this out. (laughs) <laughs> NFT of Antonio Brown exit video yields only $20,000. <laughs> well, wait a minute. I thought he was some hotshot superstar. What happened there, Antonio? I, I guess not. You know what's funny, man? You know what's funny? Ava Louise made $60,000 off new OnlyFans subscriptions. AB only gets twenty grand off of that. Then let that sink in. Oh, some thought oh. it would sell for $1.5 million. That estimate came up only <laughs> <laughs> 1.48 million short. Did Florio write this? 
Yep, Florida. That was hilarious, man. Uh, via, via Richard N. Bellata of the Las Vegas Review Journal, the NFT of the Antonio Brown MetLife Stadium at the video sold at auction for roughly $20,000. The specific price was uh, six Ethereum, a cryptocurrency currently worth about twenty grand. I don't even know what that is. The video was shot from the stands showing Brown removing his pads and storming off the field during a January 2nd game against the Jets. The final price underscores a fundamental truth regarding any and all commodities that become available for sale. Anything is worth whatever someone will pay for it. The most anyone would pay for the NFT of the AB video was $20,000. So that's what, what it is worth. That's what it it was and is worth. Wow. See, maybe a lot of people like me, I don't really know about NFTs. Is this some new kind of thing? It, I mean, it, how they went it, from $1.5 million to only selling for 20 grand. It's some kind of a, it's not, it's not crypto, but it's, it's some kind of a, you have the right to the video itself, I guess, from now on, if it plays, but I don't know how that would work you, because there's so get, many. You can lease it out or something, or there's it's, it's all over the place, man. How do you how are you yeah. ever going to recoup? I'm, any I mean, money? we we got it on video, on on videos already. Yeah, I mean, John, if they called you up and said you can have this for a hundred bucks, I I'm They're sorry, like, if somebody, no, I don't, I don't need like, it. No, I don't want that. No, I don't, I don't need that. Who's paying for that? That's what I want to know. I mean, yeah. Look, look. I understand it came in way under, but who the hell even wants that at twenty k? Yeah, especially think, after think everybody's is, done seen it. Think it is. Will anybody truly, really remember this in twenty years anyway? I don't think no, this is going to be a big I mean, moment. Probably not even ten years. I mean. I remember, uh, I remember uh, T.O. doing sit-ups in his driveway. And I remember the media was making a big deal about that in 2004. Oh, it, it took over the landscape for like three days in a row. But, you know, let's be real here. I understand Antonio Brown's numbers are off the charts. I get that. But in the big scheme of things, Terrell Owens is a much bigger deal than Antonio Brown. Yeah, much. I don't. I don't care what Antonio thinks he is, but you know, T.O. played. I mean, T.O. played for the Niners and the Cowboys for crying out loud, and he's wearing a gold jacket right now. True. I, I mean, come on. I mean, T.O. will forever be known as a clown. Yeah, but T.O. was a no doubt slam dunk first ballot Hall of Famer. I mean, look, T.O. will be known as a all-time great wide receiver that had some issues. Yeah, and T.O. didn't even show up to the Hall of Fame. He had his own ceremony at a, at a high school. Tennessee State, I think, This right? is the kind of guy T.O. was. Was it Tennessee State or East Tennessee? I can't remember. It, it was wherever he played um, college football at. One of them um, Division II schools. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It is what it is. Uh, another story here, guys. The Lakers. They're, they're in trouble, man. Did they lose the, again? No, they actually won. They actually won, but apparently they needed to win this game because according to reports, 
Frank Vogel is about to be the fall guy for this team. They're 22 and 22. They're at 500. They're mediocre. But apparently, guys, Frank Vogel's in real trouble. So they won. I know it's going to get cold here, but I guess it hell froze over. Is that what happened? They accidentally won a game? Yeah, they did. Wow. Wow. Okay. Report right, Frank well, Vogel is coaching for his Lakers job on a game-by-game basis. I believe the Lakers are in the eighth seed, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, the playing uh, has, game. LeBron will not be Has happy. not been going good for them. And it's sad, man, that the coach is the one that's going to take the fall, even though he won the championship bubble, bubble gangsters, by the way, a couple of years ago. But they're acting like he put this team together when we know he pretty much had nothing to do with putting this team together. That would be LaChina James and Rob Palenka. Mainly LaChina James. Right. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers brain trust is leaning heavily towards making coach Frank Vogel the scapegoat for their own failure to build another NBA championship level roster around LaChina James and Anthony Davis. Now, you remember um, last season, who did the Lakers fire? Who did they fire? They fired I can't even remember. a minority woman, the oh, head right. athletic trainer. That's right. Took the fall for their underachieving team because they were in that play-in tournament. That That didn't work out very well. The athletic trainer caused them to lose? Yep. Really? It was at their... I remember that now. Wow. So now... Was she she there during their uh, bubble championship? Yeah, she was. Yeah. Okay, so... uh, All right. I guess I don't... I don't see the correlation, but somebody had it to go down, and obviously it can't be LaChina. No, of course not. Uh, Vogel was coaching for his job during Monday's victory against the Utah Jazz and will continue to be evaluated on a game-by-game basis going forward, according to the Athletics' um, Bill Oram and Sam Amik. In other words, Vogel could be fired any day now. Now, before that um, win, the Lakers had lost three games in a row. He's probably a two-game losing streak away from losing his job. And we know the Lakers could very well lose two games in a row. This team is old as dirt. Uh, The Lakers won the title just two seasons ago, which doesn't count. Uh, They lost a first-round playoff series to the Phoenix Suns last year, who went to the finals, by the way, largely because of the groin injury uh, Davis suffered midway through game four, but is that the fault of the uh, trainer? Well, she took the fall. Anthony Davis, street clothes, yeah. always hurt. Uh, now they are 22-22, and 22, seventh place in the Western Conference, and a half game from falling tonight. <laughs> oh, wow. An elite okay. defensive team each of the previous two seasons. The Lakers rank 18th in that regard this season, and they are, are worse offensively. Their negative 1.5 net rating of the season is worse than any other team with a record even close to 500 or better. Now, Rhodes, this is the oldest team in the NBA. When you have a super-duper old team, you're never going to be a great defensive team. Never. Now, what, what, what's the one aspect of LeBron James's uh, game that has fallen off in year 18? Mm. Is defense. Yeah. Because he's yeah, old. He- He's wore out, right. Now, he's uh, still a great you know, offensive player, but still. 
I got an idea. LeBron is, is, as we know, he's been playing general manager for a number of years now. Right. But at this point, especially in light of the other day that he was checking his stat sheet and looking at the player card or whatever, why don't we just go ahead and hand LeBron a clipboard at this point? Hand him well. a clipboard. LeBron, you know, if I was Frank Vogel, I'd be like, fuck it, LeBron. You just coach this damn team. Why don't you? Yeah. Just just go out there and coach it. I want to see how well they do. I want to see how well you can motivate these guys. Uh, maybe you can get uh, a Ben Gay sponsorship at, while you're at it. Um, some depends for these players out there. That's how old they are at this point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these guys, these guys all had bad knees. Uh, Anthony Davis, well, hell, he's young and and he's he still can't stay on the court. Uh, right. They're going to fire the next trainer, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and, ma- and make no mistake about it, man. This is a LeBron James call right here. A LeBron James call because they even lay out. <laughs> That's funny. It even is lays there- out here. It even lays out here the moves they made. It has nothing to do with Frank Vogel. So it says, so what happened? Well, for starters, Lakers general manager Rob Palenka traded his depth this past summer for Russell Westbrook in a deal Wiley Pan at the time. Palenka swapped Catavius Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, and Montrez Harrell, all of whom have helped the Washington Wizards post a better record than the Lakers. (laughs) (laughs) For Westbrook, who has been a predictably disastrous fit in L.A., Westbrook is a ball-dominant point guard who led the league in turnovers last year, shot well below league average from three-point range, and does not uh, make up for for either on the defensive end. All of those characteristics have held true this season. It is a harsh reality that ultimately led to Westbrook's breakups with perennial all-star partners Kevin Durant, Paul George, James Harden, and Bradley Beal. Anyone who has watched the NBA in the past decade understood Westbrook uh, was not going to fit alongside James and Davis either. But it was LaChina James that initiated this. He met with uh, Russell Westbrook in the offseason, and then the Lakers made the move. LaChina James checked all the boxes on this. And it says, yep, Palenka pulled the trigger on the trade, and Vogel is in danger of paying the price for it. Yeah, they even saying here, this ain't the fault of Frank Vogel. But he's going to be Look, the fall guy. Say it out loud. The Wizards have a better record than the Lakers. The Wizards have a better record than the Lakers. Uh, I, I Actually, mean, I'm going to check the standings real quick. Uh, I'm going to now. I, of course, they're in different conferences. Oh, now. I, I just, I just checked it. It's uh, 23 and uh, 23 20, and 21 for the Wizards. Yeah, and the Lakers are uh, 22 and 22. That would yeah. be 500 right now and they are also in the eighth spot in the west wow yeah Good yeah but Lord. the difference is you know the wizards don't have the self-proclaimed goat on it on their team uh, yeah i mean they've got <laughs> kyle kuzma yeah wow wow um yeah i would just if, if i was frank vogel i'd be like "Eff it here's the clipboard you draw up the plays uh, I'm, I'm, I'll eventually get another coaching job somewhere else since I was with the Lakers. Uh, you can have it. Don't have to deal with LeBron's personality. You know, that guy's a douchebag around 
around the building and around the coach. I'm surprised he lets the coach say anything at this point. Um, Frank and Frank Vogel's known to be a pretty good coach too, by the way. Uh, so yeah, this is funny. Look, like I said yesterday or whenever it was, uh, Russell Westbrook was the worst, the worst acquisition. I mean, I, that I can ever remember the idea of fitting him in on that team with LeBron. Um, you know, if Russell has a good night, he shoots like 10 for 42, you know, right. with 12 turnovers at this point. Yeah. That'll, that'll get you 500 every single yep. time. Easily. Easily. Uh, all right. We've got a couple more topics here and this one concerns the, um, the Houston Texans because, GM Nick Casario has come out and pretty much come out and said what we thought would happen with Deshaun Watson. Now we know that Watson did not play a single down this entire season. He ended up getting all of his money. Remember Deshaun Watson didn't want to play for the Texans and we know he has a bunch of legal issues. So they essentially put him on the exemplist without actually going on the exemplist. They just deactivated him for the entire season. Now, the Texans, they won four games. They actually fired their coach, and we all agree that um, David, David, David Culley got a, a raw deal. But the GM has now come out and said this about Deshaun Watson. More than likely, he won't play for Houston again. Well, you don't say. You don't say. Are you surprised by this, Rhodes? Negative, Ghost Rider. I am not surprised by this in the least. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, I've got another little tidbit I can throw into this when we're done with this because I found out a little bit about the kind of players. Um, uh, what's his name? Was it Stefan or, or Stephen Rout was on with Colin Cowherd the other day, and he played it for the Texans. And uh, he dropped some very interesting knowledge about the uh cultural fits he's they're looking for in Houston and let's just say Deshaun Watson is not going to qualify to stay there even if he decided he wanted to let's put it Hmm. that way yeah but this is what Casario said quote there's been some commentary that more than likely would not be the case I think we just have to be open-minded and just take the information and process it then ultimately make the Decision to we feel makes the most sense for everybody involved, whatever that looks like. Other words, he's gone. Now you got to find a trading partner. Also, they may have a little bit of trouble still because his uh, case is still not settled. Now, Rose did put up a video talking about um, some some hush money that was put out there. And apparently that didn't work out. Do you think the Texans may be stuck with this man for another year? I, I just I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't think McNair is going to allow Casario to keep this guy on the roster. He's so they're going to have to give him away for peanuts. Then they're they're going to get to the point where he is going to have to take a trade deal, and I'm going to tell you why. Um, there, look. They don't want guys that are in trouble, okay? No. McNair is not going to have that. Um, that organization, 
does not want anybody on the team that has any kind of legal issues. I Actually, after what I heard the other day, I'm shocked that he made it past the trade deadline. I really am because McNair has told Casario, I want this guy off the team. I want him gone. Um, you know, Jack Easter, Easterby is there, and um, he's very uh, religious, and so is the owner. Now, look, I don't think Jack Easterby is qualified to be in a player personnel or organizational spot that the Texans have put him in. But regardless of that aside, Nick Casario is qualified. They do not want any troublemakers on that team. They do They do not. Now, if you're a Texans fan, that may leave you in a situation where you don't always have the best players because I will quote Route the other day on Cowherd. They don't want any quote-unquote knuckleheads on that team. That was a direct quote. From route now, calling Cowherd the next verb out of his little blurb out of his mouth was "ooh," that had some tones to it. Some it had some social tones to it, and I'm not comfortable with that. Cowherd actually dogged the Texans out for wanting a non-criminal locker room. I was like, "What? Wait, what? What? Yeah, he dogged him out over it. He said, "I don't give a damn if they've been in trouble or not. I want the best players on the field." I was like, okay. I, I'm sorry, well, man. Uh, does Cowherd not know what Watson is accused of? Yeah, he, he I mean, does. Th- this is hey. really bad. We talked about Bit Ben, his problems um, the other day. Yeah. Watson, what Watson is doing right now, alleged to have done, is way worse. Way worse. This is a, a larger number, and it's not even close. Yeah. And look, he's facing criminal potential uh, uh, criminal federal, charges federal federal charges too right correct correct because he did this uh allegedly did this stuff ac- across racial lines i mean racial across state lines okay which makes it a federal issue and money changed hands during this inter these interactions with these women okay so that does make it a a federal issue yes absolutely wow. Absolutely. Yeah. Ooh, man. We'll see what happens with, with Watson. Um, they're going to have to, to lowball this thing. They're not getting four first round pits or whatever it was they were asking for. Um, they're going to have to lowball this thing now, probably if they really want them, want them off the roster when none of these cases have been settled. Can we point out that now that, that if you're involved with, with sports and you're a Christian, and you want to bring Christian values into your locker room and your organization, that's now considered a bad thing? Where are we as a society right now? I mean, that's do, considered do you realize, a negative. you realize how many, how many NFL players are Christians? A, a lot, lot of players of still, a lot of a lot players of still kneel and pray uh, before yeah. and after games. Absolutely. Some yeah. are more vocal than others. I'm not saying they're on the Tim Tebow level, you know, as far right. as, you know, going right. out there and expressing the views or not even Reggie White, you know, just a lot, you got a lot of players still that kneel down after the game, gather both teams, kneel down and pray. So 
Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to point that out that, that somebody in the media like Colin Cowherd could get all bent out of shape, all bent out of shape because the Texans don't want criminals on their team. Yep. Odd. Okay. Great. All right. Yikes. Let's move on. Uh, we got one more super chat here. Giants Nation, $5. You guys might hate me for this, but Watson, come on to my Giants. I'm one of these people. If you can play, you can play. He'll still be a top 10 quarterback. Come on, Giants. Oh. Look, I got to recognize a lot of NFL fans are that way. Okay. A lot of them are that way. Uh, yeah. I mean, and he's not in the, yeah. mi- he's not in the minority there. He's not. Yeah. There's a bunch of NFL fans out there, regardless of what you've done. If you can play, if he, if he can lead a team to the Super Bowl, fans will easily forget a whole bunch of things. The only thing I would point out giants nation is that Deshaun Watson, not this past year, but the previous year started, had a great year for the Texans. And they still only won four games. Yeah. Okay. If it's me, I want a quarterback that can come in and potentially elevate his team, elevate your team, okay, to more wins. I can get it. I get it because, look, the Giants are starved, starved for a quarterback. I get that. Maybe Eli will come back out of retirement. (laughs) Hell, I mean (laughs) – uh, the artist formerly known as Woke Hogan, $5. Did Colin Cowherd just imply that black players are criminal by nature? Saying there's a racial tone sure makes it seem that way. Awfully, <laughs> aw- awfully strange. Yeah, awfully strange the way he drew that line involving a social issue and him not being comfortable with that. And But yet, yet you're talking... I mean, the implication by him being offended by that would be that only criminals are going to be black. Is that what you're saying, Cowherd? Can we actually get a direct quote on that? Can we uh, find out what you really and truly mean by that? Because that's got some tones to it, Colin Cowherd, <laughs> if you want to know the truth. You're yep. racist, tone, bitch. Giants um, uh, Nation, $5. As long as he gets... um his off-the-field situation done, I want him to be 10 times better than Daniel Jones. Well, he's already 10 times better than Daniel Jones. He is. But Daniel Jones isn't facing prison time either. Keep that in mind. So Deshaun Watson could theoretically go to prison. Is he better off actually trying to settle this? Yeah, but apparently the, the women rejected it. So he's going to have to face the Piper. If I'm being real here, if Deshaun Watson's locked up, Daniel Jones is going to complete more passes than Deshaun <laughs> <Yeah>. Watson. <laughs> Easily. <laughs> Easily, I mean, man. Easily. Know, All right, we got, a, we got a, one more out. story. We got one more story here, and we're going to talk about Major League Baseball and uh, free agency because Astros free agents shortstop Carlos Correa. He's probably the number one free agent out there in baseball right now. And by the way, yep. uh, we're getting close to uh, pitchers and catchers reporting uh, like in under a month. And That's MLB crazy. labor still situation in, is still, still not. Lockout. Still locked. They still locked out. Mm. But 
it may have just become harder for the Astros to keep Carlos Correa because Carlos Correa has a new agent. And it says here on the New York Post, top free agent Carlos Correa hires Scott Boris. Now, what do we know about Scott Boris? His clients get their money. So this may be a telltale sign, guys, that Carlos Correa is not going back to Houston. Because mm. if there's an agent that gets you 10 years in record-breaking contracts, it's this guy. And the Astros traditionally, they don't like uh, Scott Boris. Doesn't the Yankees and Yankees Brian Cashman have a decent relationship with Scott Boris? Well, yeah. Yeah. Scott Boris, I mean, the Yankees, they'll pay as much money as they can for anybody. Now, I could be wrong, but isn't uh, Garrett Cole a Scott Boris client? Maybe. I'll look real fast. And they get, the Yankees gave him all that money. The Astros said, nah, we're good. And now Carlos Correa, apparently he's definitely looking for like 10 years. And the most that Jim Crane, who owns the Astros, has given a player was uh, six years. And that was Jose Altuve. Now, Jose Altuve is the MVP. Um, Alex Bregman, I believe he got five years. So, Carlos Correa being younger than those guys, the Astros are going to have to open up, not necessarily, well, open up the wallet more, but they're going to have to open up the years more. Unless, you know, they can actually come out with something around the nature of maybe give him a a huge two-year deal and give him the option to opt out and become a free agent. I'm really starting wow. to feel like the Astros are going to lose him. Boris has got um, 175 Major League Baseball players. Wow. But um, out of... Out of the top, uh, so far I'm at 32 players on his list. Only three of those guys are Yankees, actually. Okay. But uh, Carlos Correa, man, he's he's going to get his money. He's going to get his money. And I don't, I don't think the Astros are going to be able to get it done. Maybe they'll pull a rabbit out of the hat. But he ain't getting 10 years. And you know Scott Boris is going to come hard, and he's going to want some of that uh, Corey Seager money. Because uh, look here. It even says it right here. I just noticed it. Uh, Correa was set for a huge payday as he hit free agency this season. He was not among the top-tier free agent shortstops who signed before the MLB lockout began on December 2nd. But if anything, he may have seen his price tag go up with Corey Seager signing with the Rangers for 10 years, $325 million. Wow. Marcus on Seaman also going to the to Texas for seven years, $175 million, both among both above what they believe they would get. Now, Carlos Correa being the top shortstop out there. Now, Corey Seeger averaging $32.5 million per year. Does Carlos Correa want an a higher average per year? Or does he want the years? Because Corey Seager, I believe, is probably going to take what ten years, three seventy five to get it to get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's thirty seven million per season. 
Glaber Torres and uh, Oswaldo Cabrera are the current shortstops for the Yanks. You know the Yankees are going to be in play. Oh, they're, they're in play. They're, they're definitely yeah. going to be in play. They're in play. Um, the the only thing was... I believe, the only thing I believe that's stopping the Astros is the years. Because I believe the Astros will pay him $37 million a year, but not at 10 years. This would be the biggest story on New York sports radio right now, Correa, if uh, the Giants hadn't fired Joe Judge and and now they're all up in the speculation on who's right. the next coach. But uh, this was a massive, massive story on uh, New York sp- sports radio. I mean, they were tracking Correa. Where is he at? He came up there for a UFC event. event. So that sparked a bunch of speculation about the Yankees and uh, Correa because he was in New York for an event. And people were like, well, you know, could they grab him while he's here? No, not yet. Yada, yada. So yeah. this, it's, a, it's a big story. I mean, they're going to they're gonna be watching that. Um, look, I, I would be hesitant to give any positional player that kind of money. That kind of years, let's the put years, it that way. The problem, the the years, they ain't no now, way. Now he ha- he they has the no youth. Correa, I believe, is twenty six or twenty seven, but you're taking him all the way to age thirty seven. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Giants Nation, I hate to break it to you, but uh, they would have they would have probably kept Joe Judge if he hadn't had an utter meltdown the last two weeks three weeks at press conferences after games. Mm. If he hadn't done that, if he'd kept his mouth shut, he'd still be your coach right now, actually. Yikes. Maybe so, but that's going to wrap up the show, guys. That is all the topics we have today. Roll, do you have any other final words before we get out of here? Negative, Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. All right. Um, let me go ahead and check Streamlabs again. Okay, we're good on that. Call caught up on Super Chat. So that's going to wrap up the show, guys. Uh, Thank you guys for coming out. We will see you guys tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Central Standard Time. You guys be safe, and we'll see you.